Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, May the 18th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we're in year C, the sixth Sunday of Easter, and on the Wednesday of the week through the season of Easter, the Revised Common Lectionary has us going through the book of Acts. So we continue to go through the plot. We're going to be in Acts chapter 16, verses 9 through 15 today. So let me read that passage, write a couple points for reflection, and we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Acts chapter 16, verses 9 through 15. A vision appeared to Paul during the night. A Macedonian man was standing there urging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul saw the vision, we attempted immediately to go over to Macedonia concluding that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We put out to sea from Troas and sailed a straight course to Samothrace, the next day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of that district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. We stayed in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the city gate to the side of the river where we thought there would be a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had assembled there. A woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, a God-fearing woman, listened to us. The Lord opened her heart to respond to what Paul was saying. After she and her household were baptized, she urged us, If you consider me to be a believer in the Lord, come and stay in my house. And she persuaded us. This is the word of God for us. What I like about this passage the most is that it articulates, I think, one of the governing ideas that we have to embrace in the Christian worldview, which is this world is governed by a benevolent God, a God who's gracious, a God who's generous, um, a God who protects, a God who watches out for us, a God who provides opportunity, a God who ushers us into believing in abundance and not scarcity, right? That we can be that we can be upheld, that we can be sustained. I mean, think about what's going on here in this passage. You have a couple ends of the spectrum of God's benevolence. You know, on one end of the spectrum, you've got this vision that Paul has about a man from Macedonia coming and saying, hey, I know that you desire to go to Asia, but you need to come help us in Macedonia. And so instead of Paul going to Asia, he begins to set his sails to Europe. And so they get this extraordinary provision, this extraordinary benevolence and generosity. God making it clear to Paul. The next greatest opportunity is to go this way. So God like lures Paul towards Europe, right? And I think it's an important part of the Christian story. The second thing, like the other end of the spectrum is uh, Philippi is a, a godless town. It doesn't have a synagogue. Uh, you'll notice in the New, De- New Testament book of Philippians, not even one hint of a reference towards the Old Testament text because, well, the blokes there have no idea about Yahweh and about what goes on in the Old Testament story. And so they're on the Sabbath, these Jews in Philippi, they're looking for a place to go. And so they have to like go outside the city to a place of prayer. Now, who knows what this was? It may have been like just a glorified garden, a place that could be peaceful. I'm, I imagine like a canopy of trees and, I, and a, maybe like a 
a sprinkling brook or something like that that creates this ambiance, this white noise to so block out distractions and try to connect with the divine, right? And so there's a mixture of people there, including some women there. But oh, not just any woman, a woman named Lydia, who is a dealer of purple cloth, which is a big deal. She has like probably bougie clothes and only one percenters can buy her stuff. And as she's there, like she holds court with Paul and she's convinced to be Christian and her whole household is baptized. And she says, this, this story, this message that you have, it's got a lot of juice in it, brother. Don't go to the next town. If you consider me a believer, let me join in the work today. Like she doesn't like, she's not saying, oh, I'm just kind of an infant in my faith. I just kind of want to receive for a while before I begin to serve and participate in the African ministry. No, like the very next day, she's like, listen, if I can grow a business of purple cloth, if I could deal with one percenters, I know that I can help host religion out of my household. And she does. And a great movement begins to start there. And the story goes on is that these group of Christians uh, begin to dis disrupt the the way that things are set up there in Philippi. And uh, Paul and Silas are thrown in jail because of the work of the Lord there. But the only reason they're thrown in jail is because they're doing something that's breaking up the very fabric of the stasis of religion there. And it's because the gospel is making inroads. And it starts because of two things. Because of an extraordinary vision of a man from Macedonia during a time of prayer with Paul. And then this uncanny relationship that they have with a woman named Liddy at a place of prayer. And so what can we say from this story? Once again, we push back from it. What's the governing idea? The governing idea is that you and I are surrounded by benevolence. So today, as we start this day and as our, we allow our souls to rise to meet God, like we might have troubles. We might have challenges today, a myriad of them. But those troubles, those challenges do not get the last word because you and I are under the canopy of grace, under the canopy of provision, under the canopy of divine generosity, which allows this day to be brimming with potential for what might just happen as we continue to follow our God. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you today that as we put our feet onto the floor, as we begin to prepare for school or for work, as we look at our task list, as we think about what might happen today, I thank you that we can look at that with fresh eyes, um, with optimism, because we understand that we dwell in an economy of grace where you give us gifts and you call us into your work and where we will have like these things that Paul had in his life, where we'll have you intervene and speak to us and lead us and guide us and lure us in the right direction. And then we'll have these uncanny partnerships by people in our life, people that we know and the people that we'll, we'll just freshly meet and they will help change the course of our journey. God, I thank you that uh, you provide for us again and again. So forgive us when we um, harbor a sense of lack, uh, we harbor a sense of being without and, and held back. I thank you that what we sense in the cross and the resurrection is that the world is starting over and um, we are a new creation. We get to participate as first fruits in this world that's governed by different laws and ideas. And so I pray that you would stoke our imaginations because of it, that you would allow us to have these uncanny encounters today that cause us to sit and wonder, but also to marvel at all the things you do for us. We declare that you're a good God. So we pray that your goodness would pass by us today. Let's all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.